Hey everybody, this is Chris and Cam in Understanding Insurance, or... (laughs) Understanding Insurance with Chris and Cam. (laughs) That's right. And today's episode is condominium insurance, what you should have. And how drastically wrong it can go. (laughs) Chris, condominium insurance is one of those types of things that goes wrong for a lot of different reasons. It's something that has to be written specific to a lot of specific things. There's a lot of rules. Today, I want to get into what what goes wrong, but more importantly, why Mm -hmm. it goes wrong Mm -hmm. and how we fix it. Yeah. So break it down for us. How do condo policies go wrong and why, why is it happening so often? Yeah. Uh, So I just, I think it's like a really misunderstood policy. I think that, you know, it, it goes back to one of those things that when it comes to the world of HOAs, because condominium units are inside of HOAs. If you're not working with people who really understand, A, how an HOA insurance policy works and who's responsible for insuring what, it's entirely possible that you have way too much insurance and you're paying too much or you don't have enough. And then you're going to potentially be screwed, so to say, in a claim situation. So I think that it really goes wrong with the advice that unit owners are getting. That advice sometimes comes from real estate agents who know nothing about insurance. They're like, oh, your association's got insurance and you don't need it. I can't tell you how many times and how many people over the years of my career I've talked to who literally had no idea that they needed to have wow. a condominium owner's policy or what we call an HO6 policy in the industry. So not having any insurance, which in a claim is a whole, like just a horrible experience. Um, it's bad for the HOA. It's obviously bad for the unit owner. Totally. No, I think that when people call in, typically what happens is they know they need it. They don't know what they're insuring. Yeah. They don't know. So, so they know that they need it, but they don't know how much they need and they don't know what they're insuring. Mm-hmm. And that's unique to the condo compared to a home where you know that you're insuring everything. You're, you're insuring what you're bringing in right. and you're insuring what was there before you moved in. Yeah. And it's always sort of like there's this mystery about who's responsible for the inside of the unit. It's always so difficult And I feel like that's something that should be changed for unit owners. I mean, it should be very clearly communicated from higher up, obviously, either from the board or the management company. Somebody needs to be doing a clearer job of steering these unit owners in a direction where they're like, oh, this is what I need to have because I get people calling me on those associations that we insure. And they're like, I have no idea what I need. And their insurance agent on their personal policies, like, yeah, you should call the association's agent and see what you need because mm. we don't want to read the CCNRs or we don't know what, you know, that kind of thing. For sure. So it goes wrong because HO6 policies or condo policies need to be written according to the specific HOA rules. And, that and the insurance policy, yeah, for yeah. the HOA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what gets messed up is insurance agents don't like to ask the person who's calling in for that. Not us, mm-hmm. but l- let's say 
you know, someone calls in to uh, an insurance agent and they're looking for coverage for their new condo that they just bought and they don't know if they have the CCNRs, they don't know if they have an insurance disclosure to give to that insurance agent, that insurance agent is in a position to have to hunt those down, which is going to be work on their part. And they are either going to just assume what they need or because they don't want to do the work or they're going to have to take the time to go find these CCNRs in order to write that. And that's that seems to be one of the beginning sparks of when these policies get poorly written, which is somebody bought a condo. They're communicating with their agent that they need coverage and that agent needs to have information that the person who's bought the condo, they they don't necessarily know where that information is or where to find it or mm-hmm. how to get it. And I think we should take a quick second just for anybody who's listening to this, who is like, what is CCNRs? So, you know, if you're not an active member of your board or that kind of thing, it, it, you might not know. And that's not uncommon. So CCNRs are covenants, conditions, and restrictions. It's a set of documents, legal documents for the association that dictates everything about how that association is going to go, including the insurance. Mm-hmm. So there is a section of these CCNRs called insurance in most cases. Some CCNRs are a little bit more vague than others, but it's it's actually super easy if any insurance agent who knows how to read that section of the CCNRs, they'll be able to know exactly what kind of insurance their client would need. But most agents out there don't ever have to do that. They're not, they're not actively commonly reading the insurance section of CCNRs. So they defer their client to the association's insurance agent, call the insurance agent, ask them what you should do, ask them what, you know, what you want and, or what you should have on your policy. So the CCNRs dictate the way the association's policy is written, which then trickles down to the unit owner And if the association is insuring on the inside of the unit, then that unit owner's HO6 policy needs to be written according to that. You know, I always tell people it's like puzzle pieces. Mm -hmm. So here's why condo policies get messed up. You have two puzzle pieces. You have what they call a master policy. And that's the thing that gives insurance coverage to everybody to some degree within a condo association. And it's going to either be their entire building outside and inside, or it's just going to be the outside. And then that's one puzzle piece. The second puzzle piece is your HO6 policy, your individual policy. And the way these two need to be structured together is the individual condo policy needs to have coverage on it that will pay the deductible on the the other puzzle piece, the master, the bigger policy in the event a claim is really big. So I like to think of it as your individual HO6 policy is going to protect you for your own liability. It's going to protect you for your things, the belongings that you own, your loss of use and things like that. But should you experience a big claim, like a big fire or a massive water loss, It'll be the master policy that will have to pay because that's the one that has the big coverage. It has the the coverage that's really going to rebuild your whole condo should that be what needs to be done. And so you need to have a policy that has enough building coverage to take care of small claims up until the deductible size of the master. 
which is a mouthful. I know that's I'm trying to break things down as simply as I can, but that's kind of the complicated nature of it, right? You're trying to have these two things work together. Mm-hmm. One is going to take over claims up to, let's say, $10,000 because the deductible on the master policy is $10,000. Mm-hmm. Anything above $10,000, the big guy is going to get in there and fix it. Well, that would be assuming that it's the association's responsibility. So I think I think a good idea would also be to let's talk about the individual coverages that are on the condominium owner HO6 policy. So there are a few big ones and then there are some additional things that each insurance company offers. So you would always want to double check back with your own insurance carrier for any specific types of endorsements and whatnot that they offer to you. So not all insurance carriers are doing the same thing. So you've got your contents coverage. You've got your loss of rent or loss of use. And we'll talk about that. Your liability, your personal liability, loss assessment, and then building coverage. So contents coverage is obviously what it sounds like. It's coverage for your personal belongings. If you can take the top off your unit and flip it over, all the things that fall out of it, that's what you're insuring under the contents portion of your policy. So only you and your insurance agent can pick an appropriate number, but it's probably you probably need more than you have. So that's one of the things people need to know. It's expensive to replace items. And if you have a large fire or even a large water loss, because those happen too, you want to make sure you've got an appropriate amount of coverage for all of your things. Loss of use or loss of rent, depending on if you rent your condo out, because people do, that's going to pay for you to go live someplace else while repairs are being made to your unit or pay you for your loss of rent. You technically have to be charging rent. So like if you've got mom living in the unit and you're not charging her rent, then you don't get the money. So loss of use slash loss of rent will pay you back for those two particular instances. Personal liability is coverage for you. If somebody wants to hold you responsible for causing them bodily injury or property damage and you and your insurance professional will make a determination of what's appropriate for you. Loss assessment is a little bit different depending on what insurance, like what it covers is a little bit different depending on what insurance company you're working with. So you should really have a conversation with your insurance professional about specifically what types of things are covered under the loss assessment. For farmers, we specifically pay one thing, which is if your HOA has a loss, typically it's a big one, and there's not enough insurance coverage to pay for that loss, they're going to assess everybody in the association for the remainder. So let's say we have a property loss of $10 million, but we've only got $7 million of coverage. There's $2 million outstanding. They're going to assess everybody. And then last but not least is the big one, the building coverage. That is coverage for the interior portion of your unit. It's going to cover the fixtures and finished services and components contained on the inside. That's the one that people are most confused about. How much should I have? Well, that depends upon the CCNRs. So if you're living in an association where the master policy is all present on the inside, you only have to insure for the deductible, which was what Cameron was already talking about. You need to find out what your association deductible is. And at a minimum, you should insure for that deductible. You can go higher because there are some types of losses that are not covered on HOA policies that are sometimes covered on condominium owners policies. So 
at a minimum, you should carry whatever the association's deductible is. But if you're living in an association whose CCNRs say, we cover the inside, but not betterments and improvements, now you have to decide and determine how much coverage you need to have on building to replace any betterments and improvements. And then you got to try to figure out what those were. So that's a complicated one. And then last but not least are those CCNRs where there is, the association is not responsible at all. And it's all the unit owner's responsibility to replace the interior fixtures and components and finish like paint on the walls and floor, whatever your floor coverings are. So those are kind of the nuts and bolts of that policy. And really your insurance agent should be the one giving you all of the advice for what coverage limits are appropriate for you because we're not all the same. We all have different things. We all have different assets. We all have different CCNRs, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, I hope you found that useful. This is kind of breaking down condo insurance and what goes on with it. Hope you found it useful. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks. Thanks.